Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 21 plus and present Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame online wager required. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patriots First and Goal. It is a festivus miracle. The Patriots are celebrating a post-Christmas or pre-Christmas win that hasn't happened in a very long time. Wins are hard to come by, so we all got a little bit of a holiday gift early on. I know there are some folks think it's a big lump of coal, this win, so I'm psyched to break down the Denver game and the Bills game coming up. Rich, how was your holiday? It was great. It was great. I'm down here in Florida, hence the different background. Um, it was lovely to celebrate Christmas with it being nice outside. Um, yeah. That was something that I'll de- take every single year. Um, but it was lovely. How was your holidays? It was good. It's uh, rainy and gray here in the Northeast, but it's pretty warm, uh-huh. which is nice. Uh, I'm happy to say that Santa Claus did not have time to check his list twice because I got everything I wanted, which is nice. Uh, but I'm glad to be back into the swing of things. Again, I know there's people that are team tank and they were like, oh, now they're dropped down to the fourth overall draft pick. But that was a really good win on the road in Denver. It was fun. I enjoyed it. There was some drama. Uh, I'm excited to talk about it, Rich Hill. So first and goal, uh, I know you're on team tank. Um, yep. How do you feel about this win? Honestly, I don't feel too bad. Uh, right. First Good. off, uh, team, team Tank, absolutely still. I don't want them to like run the table or anything like that at the end of it. Um, but at this stage of the year, there's not really a difference as far as I'm concerned, whether they're picking third, fourth, or fifth. You know, it, it's, a, it's a splitting hair situation. I think that uh, there's not a can't-miss quarterback prospect in this that they're playing their way out of. I obviously don't think that Bailey Zappi is the answer, but I also don't think that this team is a position where you add a quarterback to the roster and all of a sudden it's going to be okay. So, you know what? I don't mind necessarily if they're going to drop to a point where they have to choose uh, one of the best offensive tackles in the draft or, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is available. Like they're going to have options of a bunch of different blue chip players. Maybe they'll play themselves out of getting one of the top quarterback prospects, but also like I kind of think that Drake May and Caleb Williams played themselves out of the top pick conversation. Like they might still go at that level, but not at the degree of, uh, oh my gosh, you have to take this player. They are heads and shoulders above these other quarterback prospects. I still want the Patriots to get a quarterback prospect. They can get them in the second round and it'll be A-OK. Like they're, they're going to get a quality player at that spot. I think that uh, 
for what they did here. They showed resilience, which I'm happy about. They showed a commitment to trying to win, and they uh, they rallied around Chad Ryland, who had some pretty brutal misses, but he made just an unbelievable kick down the middle to win it at the end of it. Uh, Russell Wilson is bunched for the rest of the year for the Broncos, so you get some collateral damage on the Denver side of it, and so that's always enjoyable, pretty much knocking them out of the playoff run. Uh, playing spoiler for a team like the Broncos, I'll take that. I, I know we made our list at the beginning of uh, the tank conversation of like, which teams are, is it okay to beat um, jets every single time? It's okay to beat divisional games. Okay to win, but Steelers, Colts and Broncos. Those are three games that I feel like it's pretty okay. If, uh, if you let one slip through on team tank, these are ones that are okay to win. Yeah. The residual petty is strong with us Patriots fans. <laughs> with. Uh, to the, while, while, kind of, while we're still on first and goal, taking Rich Hill's take on things. Um, this is kind of a weird game because I feel like neither team played particularly well. Totally. It's not like there was this like dominant performance. You know, they had that big fumble that Patriots had that recovered in the end zone off of the kickoff. Bailey Zappi strip sacked his very first snap. Denver had a really short field a lot of the time. Uh, yep. You know, I know you were, and then Chad Ryland had a pretty brutal game, and then he had a dime shot to, to win it. I know you were kind of pro. You're on Team Chad Ryland. Um, are you still pro Chad Ryland, or how are you feeling about the kicker at this stage in the season? Yeah, I would say I don't know if I was ever like Chad Ryland or die kind right. of a thing. You were not a ride or die guy. That's true. But there was, a, there was a point of the year, I think it was like week six or week seven or something like that, where you know he was hitting like 50% of his kicks at that point. Um, but like all of his misses were like 50 plus yarders, you know, I had a couple 48 yard misses, but then there were 50 yard misses. I'm not going to be upset if you make, you know, a coin flip on those types of kicks so long as you're making the other ones. What we've seen from Chad Ryland is that he's been missing the other ones and that's not okay. Um, I think that it's silly to take a, uh, like specialist, like a kicker or a punter that early in the draft, um, because there are no can't miss prospects at those positions. And knowing that so often the best kickers that you're going to get are the ones that kind of have proven themselves around the league. They go through a year of the yips on a team and then they go to somewhere else. And lo and behold, that might've just been one bad year and they're fine. Uh, we've seen that many times. And uh, I feel like that would have been a better course for the Patriots on the kicker side of things. But honestly, like Patriots special teams have been brutal overall. Like sure. Ryland is the face of it because kicks are such a visible moment in the game for them to miss. But you look at all the different stats. They are the worst team in the league from points added from field goals. They are the worst team in the league uh, from points on like kickoffs kind of a thing, as well as from forcing turnovers. So like all the hidden yardage kind of a thing, this team is very not special. And so uh, Ryland definitely deserves the brunt of it because he has his job and he's not doing it well. Um, but it is nice. You know, I never want to see a player flame out and just complete bust. And so to have him have that opportunity to say, you know what? I did hit that 56 yard game winner as time was pretty much expiring. And so cool. I, I'm very happy for the kid. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Denver's an easy place to kick field goals either. It doesn't matter. I mean, hitting a 56-yarder in Denver to win the game, that's a pretty high-pressure situation, and you're in the scenario where Bill Belichick could be 10-11 and 11 career against the yep. Broncos. He's now 11-10, and 10, so I, I'm with it. Uh, last one on first and goal, Rich, is kind of a Patriots-adjacent question. What's your take on the Russell Wilson trade? Is that the worst trade in NFL history based on how it's shaking no. out? No way. Deshaun Watson easily is the worst trade. Easily the worst trade. Um, Like, obviously, like, you can always point to the Herschel Walker trade and stuff like that as being one where it's just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that's what happened or, like, what the the turnaround was. 
Deshaun Watson, easily, easily the worst trade because you knew the circumstance in which he was traded. And then he came over, was suspended, and then has been terrible since he's been playing. And so that's easily hands down contract, fully guaranteed kind of a thing. Russell Wilson, I get that move. Like, honestly, it hasn't worked out as they expected, but, you know, they were hoping to get another Peyton Manning type magic for a quarterback on his last hurrah. Russell Wilson had been historically just a top 10 quarterback pretty consistently on the cusp of top five. You know, he's been in that range and that is worth the trade. If it pays off, you know, you could point to like the Aaron Rodgers signing or going to the jets as another one of just like a, is it worth it or not? And like, it's always worth it. It's never not worth it to take that chance. If you feel like you're a player away, uh, specifically a quarterback away and knowing that there's maybe eight of them that can take you to the promised land. You got to take your opportunities when they present themselves. No, you do. I think I, all, the only thing I'd say is the salary cap is now going to be a problem for the Broncos totally. for a little while, but that's not my problem. That's now Denver's problem, and the Patriots could contribute to that. Uh, I'm okay with it, Rich Hill. Your point about Deshaun Watson is going to forgot. I, I completely forgot about him, that he was even a player in the league. I guess that Joe Flacco. Players. Yeah, Joe Flacco lit it up last night against the Jets. He's like, honestly, I, I, you, you can make the argument that Joe Flacco at 37, 38, whatever he is, is one of the most exciting quarterbacks to watch in the league in 2023, which speaks <laughs> highly of the state of the offenses in 2023. But I digress. Who the second in goal, Rich Hill? Uh, is there anybody in particular that surprised you in this game, uh, offensively, defensively, anybody you really happy? Again, I feel like it was a really weird game. It didn't really stand out in terms of, like, those amazing play from anybody, Broncos or Patriots. But, like, what are your main takeaways from this game, if any? Yeah, I mean, I, I have uh, three. The first one, give Barmore the bag. Like, let him sign whatever dollar sign he wants. He is a blue-chip defensive front player. He is someone that this Patriots team, as they rank number one in the league against the run, as they are looking to figure out what they want to be moving forward, he is a player that you want to keep around. Like, if, if you know, both he and Duggar, you give them what they want. But three sacks and a team leading eight tackles from a defensive lineman is absolutely absurd, especially an interior guy. Three sacks is just beyond comprehension. Um, so A, or number one, I guess, give him whatever he wants so he stays in New England. Number two, uh, seeing Demario Douglas go for 74 yards, team leading on five catches. Love that. I mean, he has produced regardless of who's throwing him the ball. He is one of those players that, uh, you know, he's on pace to be one of the highest producing rookie court uh, wide receivers in Patriots history. Obviously not going to touch that Terry Glenn number, but he is producing and he is doing exceptionally well. And I think the future is extremely bright for him. He is someone that you want to continue to feed and give opportunities. And also, you know, number two B, Parker producing a zappy. I mean, we, we I called out Parker for just the the terrible uh, talking to the media when uh, Mac Jones was getting benched because it was very apparent he was the one saying, I always produce better when Zappy's in there. And it's like very clearly came from Parker, but it's true. <laughs> He's going out there. And the, if he was doing four catches for 65 yards every single game, I'd be like, I mean, yeah, you put in Zappy. <laughs> Do that. Like this is the type of play you want from your top outside wide receiver. And that's like very good production. Um, so those are the, the three, two uh, points on uh, that. I really want to emphasize. And then the third one, not to be a, a huge Debbie downer on it, uh, but I will. <laughs> um, I thought that Zappy executed the offense as was needed. And so I'll give him props. And uh, I, I think that at the end of the day though, um, he's not a quarterback that you want to hang your hat on and say, we're going to build around him next year. He is that Brian Hoyer esque would be a totally fine backup to have. If you need to start him for a game or two in a pinch. Um, 
but you know, despite putting up these yardage uh, or, or these points, remember they still had that special team score. Patriots still rank last in the league in points scored with Zappy under center since he's become the starter, uh, which, you know, is not an improvement versus Mac Jones. This offense is not more efficient with Zappy. It is just that they are turning the ball over less, um, which means that even with his turnovers, Mac Jones was being as, if not more effective. Uh, and so it's, it's one where Zappy is not turning the ball over as much. Um, but, you know, he had that fumble. He's had those turnover opportunities in the past games. And they needed a change of scenery and it's been working, but it's not anything that I would say they've solved anything really on offense. No, they definitely have not. And you look at his stats, his stats are fine. They're a perfectly decent day. He was 25 of 33 for 256, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, That one strip sack, but that was a bad read and some bad blocking. So it's not completely on him for that one. But it's more you look at just like, if you break down like the drive by drive, he'll have like a five, he'll do like a 12 play 61 yard drive. Then it ends in a field goal. And then his touchdown drives are like five. It was like, I think their touchdown was a five-play drive that came on like a, a big return and like a big one big big catch. I just don't know if he's the kind of guy to consistently engineer long scoring drives. Um, he's a fine quarterback, and honestly, you know, I think if if you put Zappy, I'd be very curious to see if you were to put Zappy as starter day one and match him up with every quarterback in the league in 2023. This has been a really weird year for quarterbacks in 2023. Uh, I'd probably put him right in the middle of the pack as quarterbacks. Not good, not bad, just like one of the non-four or five quarterbacks can win you a championship, right? You've got Josh Allen, you've got Hurts, you've got Mahomes. Uh, that's kind of where we're at in terms of like the championship caliber quarterbacks <laughs> right now, honestly. You're not Team well, Tua. I, maybe Tua, but again, Tua, I, I think people are Lamar. still kind of – Lamar, I'll take Lamar. Lamar's out there. Two are still – there's two of the guy. They don't know yet. They haven't oh, beat right. a good team. They, they, they finally beat the, the Cowboys. That was their, their first winning record beat win. So who knows? But I think there's like five or six quarterbacks, and then there are 26 quarterbacks you're probably not going to win with. And I'd say put Zappy from September to December, just one of those fine quarterbacks you're not going to win with. Uh, I'd be very curious to know if he's done just enough to get some kind of trade bait next year. I don't think so. I can't see teams coming knocking down the door for Bailey Zappi, but maybe like a desperate team in early 2024 needs somebody. Maybe they come knocking now. Honestly, if I'm the Patriots, I'm not trading him. Uh, I think that he is a solid backup. And like, I think he's doing enough that'll like give him a long time career in the NFL. Um, But I also don't think that he's doing that much necessarily to say that, uh, he's even middle of the pack, honestly. Um, If you look at, you know, he has 156 uh, pass attempts. And so of the quarterbacks that have that, um, there's about uh, 39 or so. And he's been better than Mac Jones, but honestly, just marginally. He ranks 30th in adjusted net yards per attempt, which is an efficiency stat. So he's in the bottom 25% of the league uh, alongside like Sam Howell, Tommy DeVito, Zach Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Bryce Young, Daniel Jones, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who hasn't done well, and then Josh Dobbs, who definitely came back to earth. Um, And he's right behind Aiden O'Connell of the, the Raiders. So like, that's the caliber that he's definitely producing at in my mind. Um, and, and I think nothing embodies that more than looking at this stat line of Ezekiel Elliott during this game against the Broncos. He had 11 targets, nine catches, 33 yards. One of them was for 15 yards, which means that he had eight catches for 18 yards. Otherwise uh, there's a lot of checkdowns happening here. There's a lot of just low efficiency plays. The Patriots are going three and out just a preposterous amount of time. 
it's been enough against some of these teams. And I do honestly think that if they had Bailey Zappi in there, like obviously Chargers game, he was in there. That was his first start uh, really of the year was complete bust kind of a thing. But I think that if you had, as you said, like if you'd been starting him from the beginning of the season, I think that they might beat the commanders. I think that they might beat the Colts. I think they might beat the giants. And if it wasn't his first game, I think they might beat the chargers and uh, we might be looking at like an eight and seven team right now with a outside shot of the postseason, um, which is what this team is. This is, that's what this team is. This team is the Browns. This team is the Jets. This team is all of those other teams that have a really strong defense and a completely underwhelming offense. And it's just that the Patriots have just had terrible luck on the offensive side from a quarterback play from turnover perspective. They are last in the league as it relates to offensive turnovers leading to opposing points. Like this is just a terrible luck year. They had a terrible offensive line. Um, and I don't think that Zappy is going to fix it, but this team is just the one that's in the middle of the road. They've just been on the wrong side of it every time the coin is flipped. They absolutely have. And they're not going to be getting any better because the Bills are coming to town, Rich Hill. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about, or we're going, they're going to Buffalo, aren't they? They're yep. going to Buffalo, even worse. A, a, a yep. semi-desperate Bills team that need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive are facing the Patriots who beat them earlier in the season. Let's break that game down after this. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide variety of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. All right, Rich, it is third and goal. It is Patriots at Buffalo. Uh, real quick before we get into this game, any game around the league you want to talk about? The Browns took out the uh, the Jets last night. Joe Flacco lit them on fire, which was really fun to see. Pretty interesting game. This is always a fun time of year on the NFL calendar because playoff seating is very much there. There aren't that many teams that are totally out of it. And so a lot of teams have a lot to play for this week. What are you most excited to see? Totally. I mean, honestly, uh, especially uh... – with the parity we're seeing right now, there's a ton of really good and interesting games on the schedule. Saturday night, 11 and four lions on the road against the 10 and five Cowboys. Cowboys have looked like paper tigers uh, this year. Uh, and the lions, you know, they had a little mid season dip, but they've been recovering and playing well. So that's a very interesting game as it relates to NFC playoff seating. You got the 11 and four dolphins on the road against the 12 and three Ravens who are coming off a show lacking of the 49ers. The Ravens asserted themselves as the best team in the NFL last week. They'll have a chance to really cement that if they're able to win at home against the Dolphins. So those are two very, very good games uh, with eyes that we should be watching. Um, but other games that are also relevant to the Patriots, two and 13 Panthers on the road against the eight and seven Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars have been playing terribly. Panthers, you know, they have the current number one pick that's going on en route to the Bears right now. If the Panthers are able to pull the upset here, and that wouldn't be surprising, 
that would be interesting for playoff seeding. Obviously, they have two games in hand. They only have two wins on the year. But you know, if they lose out, Patriots lose out, or if they win out and the Patriots lose out, things could get interesting. And then you have the Cardinals, who are at three and twelve on the road against the eleven and four Eagles. Eagles, uh, not in a good spot, uh, despite being eleven and four. A uh, lot of turmoil going on. Nick Sirianni, their head coach, is kind of getting under fire from the players. Jalen Hurts has been playing extremely mediocre football as of late. Uh, Their defense, you know, they handed the keys over to Matt Patricia and they barely escaped against the New York Giants. So they are not happy right there. I would not want to be the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are also ahead of the the Patriots on that one. And then 11-4 49ers on the road against the 4-11 Commanders. Uh, That's the other team that is kind of jockeying with the Patriots for that third overall pick. Obviously, the commanders aren't going to win. That would be shocking if they did. They've looked terrible. Um, But those are all just the games that I'd want to watch out for. Yeah, again, all fun, all fun uh, narratives, fun scenarios. And it's just kind of wild of all the the games you mentioned, Rachel, and the the playoff sitting that the Bills, who the Patriots are playing, are sixth right now. They're the current sixth seed in the AFC. Uh, Not particularly a team I don't think I'd want to see going on the road, regardless. I feel like you're in a situation where it might behoove you to lose a game or try really hard to win a game to avoid playing for the the Bills as long as possible. They're kind of coming into their own right now, which will let us into our transition to the game itself, Rich. Uh, The Patriots beat the Bills. 29-25 29-25 to 25 in October of this year on the last-minute Mac Jones to Mike Gusecki touchdown. Is there anything at all we can take away from that game whatsoever in regards to what we're seeing in the rematch? No. No. <laughs> Not a chance. That was the most competent the Patriots offense has looked in potentially the past couple of years, and I don't think that's really exaggerating. Um, let me think back to be like, is there a different game where they might have been more competent? But I, I don't think we've seen that level of consistency at any other point this year in particular. And then, honestly, uh, the other games that we might consider uh, were the Browns and Lions games last year with uh, Zappy under center. So, like, there's a chance. There's a chance. If the Patriots can replicate that offensive performance that they had last game, maybe. Um, but I'm not going to hold my breath for it because we haven't seen it otherwise. Even with the Patriots winning uh, over the past couple of weeks, we just haven't seen that type of offensive performance from uh, Bailey Zappi yet this year. Um, and then, as you said, the Bills have something that they want to prove, right? Like they're jockeying for fielding position. They're not going to catch the Browns probably. Um but if they beat the Patriots, they'll move up to 10 and 6. They'll be a game behind the Browns. That'll be interesting uh, for that top wild card spot because what you're trying to do in the wild card position, the current two seed Dolphins get to face off against the last seed. So it's like the Colts, the Texans, the Steelers, or the Bengals. Who's it going to be? That's kind of a good spot to be. Bills have an outside shot of getting it, I think, um, but uh, they're not going to. Uh, but then you have the Chiefs. That's who the Bills are currently slated to play off against right now. That's not good. You never want to play Patrick Mahomes in the opening round of the playoffs. What you're seeing is you have the Jaguars, or it's going to be the Colts, or it's going to be the Texans, going to win the AFC South, which is, again, a dumpster fire of a division as they've been for the past two decades, moving on to three decades since they've been like created. Um, they've been really bad. And so to have the Jaguars be that potential matchup, you want to try and be that five seed because that's the most favorable position you can be as a wild card spot. And so if I'm the Bills, I'm getting everything that I can to try and win this game. I mean, it, it's why the Bills can't officially clinch a playoff spot with a win. There's a million different scenarios where the Bills clinch a playoff spot, like a win and like a Pittsburgh loss and a Cincinnati loss. There's a lot of things you can go online and really care. But the Dolphins play the Ravens, which is not an easy game at all. The Bills could still possibly catch them. 
the Dolphins. Uh, you know, the AFC is still not is still not clinched up, and so uh, they need to avenge a pretty embarrassing loss at Gillette, and they're going to be at Buffalo with Bills Mafia in an absolute frenzy. Uh, the Dolphins and Bills play at the same time, so it won't be a thing they'll know ahead of time, so they have to keep playing the hard time until then. So Mac Jones won't be there on the offense. Uh, the leading rusher, Andre Stevenson, won't be there, and the leading receiver against the Bills, Kendrick Bourne, will not be there. It's going to be Ezekiel Elliott and Demario Douglas. So what's your what's your strategy offensively? Are you just going to try and run the ball a lot more Bailey Zappi checkdowns and the occasional Devontae Parker shot? What are you doing if you're if you're Bill Belichick here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's been the offense, and it's been hitting about half the time versus never, uh, which is you know something that you'll take. Um, right. But I, I, I uh, will continue to feed Pop Douglas. Hope that he'll be able to produce. Devontae will be on the outside. Um, Basically, you're just going to run the same offense like you did against the Broncos and hope that it'll work. Uh, what I would like to see is a little less uh, reliance on Ezekiel Elliott as a checkdown because it just hasn't been successful. And obviously, the Patriots don't really have another option out there, but I would love for them to have schemed up something different because getting two yards from your running back is a waste of a play. Like that, that's something where it's like, okay, you're at least not getting a sack or turning the ball over, but like it is marginally better than just throwing it away. And it's not really giving you a chance to do anything. And so I would love for them to find something a little bit different uh, because the bills are going to bring the heat. They're going to be rushing after the quarterback. Um, I don't think that this is going to be a productive game on the ground uh, because if I'm the bills, I'm going to say, yeah, stack the box, try to win with zappy. Try and do that. Like we'll, we'll challenge you to do that. We'll sell out to stop the run because that's where you've been able to make him more comfortable. And so if I'm the Patriots, X factor is going to be Demario Douglas. Uh, can he break out a big game? Is he someone that will be able to produce? Because the way that the Bills will be playing their defense, they'll be taking away the big shots down the field. I'm not expecting them to get any home runs. Parker is going to have a hard time with big production deep down the sideline because the Bills will be scheming to try and stop those big chunk plays. So where there will be opportunities will likely be in the middle of the field, up the seams. Uh, so uh, as you know, Hunter Henry is continuing to deal with his injury. I'd be curious to see uh, who, if anyone is able to step up, Farrow Brown, not counting on it, continues to just be incredible out there um, whenever he's given his opportunity out there. But Douglas has been the engine of this Patriots passing attack this year. And I'm expecting him to uh, be the main focus of the Patriots here. I know we've talked about it uh, in weeks past, Rich is like what's stopping the Patriots from just like trying anything and just letting, you know, go, kind of go in Philly against the, the Patriots Super Bowl, kind of the Philly special Super Bowl. Where they just We're going to try every play in the book. We're not going to punt. We're going to hope something works, hope some bounces go our way. And it worked for them. Like, you, have, you, have you lost all faith we're ever going to see that this season, these last two games at any point? So I feel like at Buffalo in week 17 is a good time to just throw the kitchen sink at him and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, like, I could see, like, a trick play, but I also think that the Patriots are just so hurt that like they don't have the personnel to do any sort of trick plays. They just need personnel to do regular plays. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't have a lot of a players that would be like, a, Oh, they're the tricky athlete that I could see them putting out there. It's like Kendrick Bourne going to make something happen. It's like, no, no, no. Like if you make Demario Douglas do something interesting, who's he going to do something interesting with? He's the interesting player. <laughs> so it's like, you, you gotta let him operate. As usual, I don't think that they have any players out there that can really do something like that unless it's going to be a flick flicker. That's the extent of the trickery. Wouldn't be surprised if they brought it out. Would be surprised if anything happened from it. Um, 
but that's what it's going to be. You know, maybe the Patriots get one chunk play out of it. But honestly, I if I'm the Patriots, the best chance you have of scoring is getting the ball. Uh, you know, not turning the ball over, giving the Bills short field position, but you know, trusting your defense to be able to do their job against the Bills like they've been able to do for much of this year, and maybe force a turnover or two uh, in order to uh, you know stop. Uh, or, you know, allow the Patriots have short field position so Zappy can, you know, find someone quicker uh, for a score. Because I'm not trusting him to lead very elongated drives, but I will trust the defense. What I want to see is a jet sweep to Demario Douglas, who hands it back off to Tyquan Thornton to cut back across the backfield, who then laterals it back to Zappy, who goes deep to Tyquan Thornton. That's what I want to see. I feel like that's that's like a one play a season thing you could make it possibly work, and then Thornton will drop it because that's kind of yep. what he does on the deep passes. But um, yep. I'm, I'd like to see at least that because uh, I think that'd be fun. But that require uh, the offensive line blocking for long enough, and I don't know if they can do that. Uh, my X factor to that end is whoever is starting at left tackle. I don't know who that is. I don't know what's going on with Trent Brown. He's being kind of very unpatriot-like the past couple of weeks, both in his play and in his kind of how open his mouth has been. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if he's starting at left tackle. I don't know who is starting at left tackle, if it's Connor, if it's Trent, it's whoever. Uh, against the Bills team, I, the fact that I'm playing the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo and I don't know who the left tackle is probably doesn't bode well for an explosive offensive day or the amount of time you need to get Tyquan Thornton downfield. So it's probably not going to happen. Not great. It's not no. a great situation to be in. No, it's not. Luckily, though, the Patriots defense should be able to hold the Bills to at least a manageable game they have in the past. Let's go to fourth and goal, Rich Hill. Josh Allen, he's a lot of fun to watch. One of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know why he refuses to go down ever, and he's interception prone. He's always looking to make a play. He has thrown turnovers in the past that have cost his team the game. Uh, the Patriots are one of them. Early pick against the Patriots last time led to 10 first quarter points. I don't know if he's going to do that again. I don't know if they're working with him on it, but I know you talked about on a third and goal that generating turnovers and short fields for Zappi is probably the best offensive weapon they have. How do they do that again? How do they duplicate the performance they had in October against this Buffalo offense? Yeah, I mean, what you have to do is just force him to make big plays. Um, you know, I think a lot of the, the turnovers that they force are fumble based, but they also turn the ball over just uh, with interceptions. I mean, uh, you, you look up and down over the past few weeks. I believe that the Cowboys game two weeks ago was the first time since like week four that they didn't turn the ball over on offense. So there will be opportunities. They are kind of loose with the football from a fumble perspective. Allen averages about an interception a game. Like there will be chances for the Patriots to do it. What they cannot afford to do is allow for the Bills just to have really big chunk plays. Like the way that the Patriots do it is by forcing Josh Allen to lead those very long extended plays. We've seen that before where he's been able to beat the Patriots in the past is with those big chunk plays to Stefan Diggs, with those big chunk plays to Gabe Davis, where he's able to get behind the entire defense. I don't think that the Patriots are going to match up against the Bills from a defensive perspective that will allow for, you know, there's, there's not going to be a JC Jackson out there jumping the football, uh, jumping the route and allowing the Bills to get behind the defense. I don't think those are the types of players that the Patriots have in this defense. And so if I'm New England, I'm going to trust your defensive front to do their job. Obviously, James Cook is one of the more productive running backs in the entire league. Uh, he's very uh, productive as a receiver coming out of the backfield over 400 yards through the air, uh, in addition to over a thousand on the ground. So he can do it all. Um, and it's, I'm the Patriots. 
I want to make sure that, uh, or I trust my defensive front to be able to do their best job against James Cook. But what I'm going to try and prevent from happening is allowing the players like Dalton Kincaid, uh, Khalil Shakir, and uh, Gabe Davis from beating the Patriots. Stephon Diggs is going to get his, especially with the way that this Patriots secondary is so hurt. Um, But I'm going to try and do my best to clog those lanes in the middle of the field, uh, not sitting back in zone or anything like that, because that's where Josh Allen has always made the Patriots pay is when the Patriots play soft zone in the middle of the field. And then Josh Allen be like, sure, give me 15 yards chunk plays every single time I'll extend it. And so uh, you got to play uh, very disciplined football over the top. Obviously uh, you can't let any big plays do it. Um, but I, I will trust the Patriots defensive front seven to make it very difficult with Josh Allen uh, because I, I think that the Patriots will be in a position to kind of make him uncomfortable in the same way that they made Russell Wilson uncomfortable last week. Yeah, I mean, look, Russell Wilson is, I'd say Josh Allen's probably more mobile because he's bigger and harder to bring down. But in terms of the elusive speed, I'll, I think I'll take, especially even at 35, whatever Wilson is, I think I'd still take Wilson over over Allen and sheer kind of elusiveness. Uh, more Not as easy to bring down, definitely Josh Allen. I would give him the, not in that one. But if the Pages can do what they did to Wilson, the Josh Allen, Barmore's playing his best football right now. I think he has, has the opportunity to have an absolutely monster day uh, along the defensive line. He's not my X factor, but uh, I'm actually my X factor. I've got it. I don't know if you can do this, but if you you play fantasy football rich hill there's a slot in your roster it's d slash st they merge the defense and special teams together mm. so i'm just going to go with the st as my defensive x factor i'm lumping them in there this could be if the pats are going to win this one it might be on like a kick return or a long field goal or a punt that sets up the the, the game winner something along those lines maybe this momentum they built in their return fumble touchdown against the Broncos will wake them up enough to have a, a big day in special teams. Cause I don't see to your point earlier, I don't see the offense being able to do too much. So it's going to have to be a field position game. And even if it's a scenario where the, they get a blocked punt and they're at the 15 yard line, that's at least field goal range. So maybe the, the special teams will finally kind of deliver in the way that this haven't in a very long time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're, they're overdue for like a very, very strong outing. Um, they've just been so bad for so long. And I agree. I mean, it's going to be the, the little yardage that will add up over the course of this game. It's going to be the special teams with a big return. That'll definitely flip the table. Um, I think I'm going to go a little bit more simply on this one. I'm going to go with Tavai. I, I feel like he has been quietly one of the best uh, players on this Patriots defense over the course of this year. And he's really grown into his role. And as I said, my goal is for the Patriots defensive front seven to not do anything special, but to be able to handle the you know rushing attack as well as the mobility of Josh Allen without having to dedicate any of the secondary players to do that. And Tavai is a big key part of that. You know, obviously Bentley is a big part of it. And uh, I, you know, I trust the defensive front Barmore is going to have a big day out there. I think Jennings is someone that I trust a lot as well. Um, but I, I think that if I'm going to say who is going to ensure that Josh Allen doesn't escape that much or make sure that James Cook doesn't produce that much, it's going to fall into Vi. I think Bentley has been a very productive middle linebacker for them, but I think Tavai uh, has been a special player for them and uh, allowing them to not just have one player at the second level produce. And if Tavai is able to have another good game, he's also had some ability to force turnovers. He's been able to uh, make big, like notable plays. Uh, and so if he's able to replicate that, I think the Patriots defense will be uh, you know, doing everything that they can to set up the Patriots for a win. I'll tell you, Rich Hill, I would love to know what it is that the Patriots are able to do with Tavai and Rob Ninkovich and Mike Vrabel and Kyle Van Noy 
that they can't do with receivers. I wish there was something they could just do with their, they're so good at finding these like linebackers that can't produce on teams and bringing them to the Patriots and knowing exactly how to maximize their skill set. And all these receivers come to the Patriots and then they just don't do anything. I'd love to know what exactly the difference is between the two, but I guess it's a conversation for another day, unfortunately. Uh, that's kind of all I got here, Rich. I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about. Let me get the predictions here. Let's, let's move on to predictions. All right. Uh, I had the Pats beating the Broncos. Uh, so good for me on this one. I'm sticking with the hammer. I don't know how I predicted that because the Patriots never win in Denver, especially bad teams. But I guess I'm adopting the around the festivist season. I'm dropping the George Costanza philosophy of doing the opposite, whatever my instincts tell me. Um, so for this game, my instincts definitely tell me the Bills are going to absolutely curb stomp the Patriots, but only for some kind of revenge game against the October matchup. But again, they really, really need this game. Uh, they, their, their playoffs have kind of started uh, in a weird way. And if they can lose to the Patriots, get swept by the Patriots with one week left, uh, I don't know how well that's going to bode for them because they got to play the Dolphins uh, in week 18. And that could also be for maybe the one seed on the line for Miami. So this is as close to a must win game as you're going to get in Buffalo. But I'm still taking the Patriots for some ridiculous reason. I will Whoa. ride this. I will ride the again. I, I I am going George Costanza, the opposite. My instinct tells me to pick the, the the Bills, so I'm picking the Patriots on some special teams nonsense, on some defensive nonsense, on some Josh Allen trying to be the hero nonsense. Maybe they get a kick return. Maybe they get a punt return. Maybe something happens. But the Patriots pull this one out, something like twenty three to nineteen. Wow. Yeah, um, I, I have no faith in that in that prediction, but I'm going to stick with it. You know, more power to you, man. I, I support that boldness. Um, the way that I view this Bills team uh, is kind of in parallel to how I talked about the Patriots earlier in this podcast, where the Patriots are a middling to bad team that has had some bad bounces happen, so they look atrocious. This is not like the worst team in the league we've seen. Like they have the talent. We've talked about this all year. They've had the talent. So they've just been underperforming and underwhelming. And so like, obviously they've been one of the worst teams in the league by record, by production, by everything, but they've had a lot of bad bounces go against them. And so they go from being bad to atrocious. This is a very good Bills team. This is a, they, they rank six in points for fourth in points against uh, by like most advanced metrics. They're a top five team. So the fact that they've had a few bad bounces go against them uh, is why they're sitting at nine and six. This is a team that should be something closer to, you know, 11 and four kind of a thing. They are a better team than what they've done. They lost to the Jets in overtime. They lost to the Patriots. They, you know, they've lost to the Broncos by two points. They, they've lost to the Eagles in overtime. A lot of things have just gone against them in very crucial moments. And, uh, this is a Bills team that is by far and away better than the Patriots. I'm going with the Bills on this one. I think they're going to win something to tune up like 27 to 13. It's going to be pretty comfortable for Buffalo fans. It's going to do something that'll make people be like, oh, let me like really reinforce that Zappy like is not necessarily the solution here. He's not the problem, but he's not going to bring the Patriots to the promised land. And we really need to get an actual quarterback in the house. Um, in a better offense because overall it's still been a bad offense, even when Zappy under center. And so I think that this will be a, uh, a reckoning game for the Patriots as it relates to bringing him down to earth after winning, you know, two of the past three or whatever it's been. And so uh, I'm choosing the bills on this one. It's going to be a comfortable bills win. Uh, I don't think that the defense is going to be able to withstand as we've seen time and again this season where, you know, it's going to be close in the first half. And then, you know, whether it's a turnover in the second half or a special teams thing in the second half, I think the bills are going to start pulling it away. 
That is more likely the outcome. I'll tell you the probably the best thing Bailey Sappy could have done for himself was to play the first half of the Steelers game and then get hurt. If he'd done that, he probably could have played himself into a nice contract going forward, but he keeps turning back into a pumpkin, unfortunately, for himself. Could have had the could have had a Ryan Fitzpatrick career. Have a couple of good games, make a lot of money, then stink for a while. Would have been nice for him, but that's not his problem. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for us, Rich. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we only have uh, one more podcast talking about the regular season after this game. No playoffs for the Patriots. It's been a weird year. Uh, I will say, though, these podcasts make it a little more palatable having to kind of watch the Patriots. Knowing someone I can I can complain to, and it's not just me here. Streaming <laughs> into the void. Yeah, my wife doesn't appreciate that. Uh, so yeah. this has been very cathartic uh, as it's been, as you said, it's been a weird year. This is a weird year. Uh, kind of curious to see just like how it all ends. Like will Bill stay? Won't he stay? There's a lot of drama around that. Um, but that's all I have for this week, Alec. Uh, until next time, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See you.